With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Just like that, the final hour is here on this Thursday edition. Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow across the Outkick Network. Glad you're with us. We've got Mike Gunzelman, The Gun Show, coming Just up. like that, I just ate a chicken uh, quesadilla. I know, I looked over and I'm like, well, I'm letting you finish. Devoured. Well done. Devoured, ready to go. Good well to go done. now. we got Gun Show coming in. Always uh, brings the energy and the, I won't say off-the-wall discussion, but uh, maybe a, a layer or two deeper on some entertainment topics plus the world of sports. We can talk a little Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey with him, <laughs> following up on our previous yeah. discussion. How does that happen, Chad? If you found out that your it's, your two daughters uh, were in a classroom where the teacher was like, "Yeah, sorry, they watched this, no, I, they, they watched this movie," and I'm thinking, "Well, how long does it take you to realize you put the wrong one in?" I, I would demand the teacher be fired or uh, reassigned uh, immediately. And the only way it happens is, like you said, they press play on something, walk away for Bounce. an hour and a half. Yeah, that's which the you should never do as a teacher or. They just kept watching. They're like, you know what? We're going to finish it. I'm kind of into the plot here. I'm, I'm missing some key plot points of who the Winnie the Pooh really killer is. Really want to know uh, who the, yeah, who the who serial the killer, killer is. is. So we're going to keep watching, kids. Just suffer through it. Chad, we've got uh, a number of teams on a bye week this week for week seven across the NFL. That means there's not the usual slate of games compared to like next week where you'll have the full slate. It's time for one big thing on every NFL game. Week seven. Week seven already. Wow. Weekly uh, notes just going into the week. NFL schedule makers. Well, you've got quality games this week, not quantity. It's one of two weeks on the schedule where you have six teams on the bye. Here are the teams. Carolina, Cincinnati, Dallas, Houston, the New York Jets, and the Tennessee Titans. Six teams also scheduled for buys in week 13. If you're playing fantasy football, seven and 13, whenever you're drafting, were the weeks to avoid not to have the full roster on a bye week. Uh, next week, full slate, 16 games for the NFL. Tonight, it starts in week seven. Thursday night football, Jacksonville on the road against New Orleans. Jacksonville at four and two. Had the Saints at three and three. And Trevor Lawrence, he's playing on the injured knee. Jacksonville has won three straight, and they have also won nine of their last 11 regular season games. It dates back to last season. And over the equivalent of a full season, they are 11-6 and six in their last 17 games. They've been Not playing bad. very well. Not bad at all for the, for the Jags. Lawrence will need... Soon to be London Jags. Yeah, need to overcome more than just the knee problem. Uh, his nemesis has been Caesars Superdome. At Clemson, he was there from 2018 to 2020. Lawrence, for his college career, was 38 and two. And in his in his career, the two losses were in New Orleans, Ohio State, and Justin Fields in the Sugar Bowl. That was the end of the 2020 season. 
and to LSU and Joe Burrow in the national championship game at the end of 2019. Doesn't play well there uh, and hasn't performed there well uh, throughout the, the NFL career whenever he's had to do it. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, again, trending towards playing, and that's big for Jacksonville with their pass to victory here. Uh, they have him to elevate the offense against the Saints defense. It's a top 10 defense. And Jacksonville has also been winning games through Lawrence's play. And then they also have the the edge, Jacksonville does, in wreaking havoc against a very banged-up offensive line against the Saints. Derek Carr has looked like himself maybe one week, and it was last week. And that's partly due to his throwing shoulder and being hurt in week three, but he's been playing through it and trying to progress. Seems like he did that a, a week ago. Interesting matchup because Jacksonville can move to five and two and have a, a great lead on the AFC South. The Lions are four, uh, five and one now. The Ravens are four and two. And Baltimore, Chad, the latest team to decide not to take their bye following a trip to London. The Titans did. Baltimore did not. And it's a matchup here of first place teams on Sunday. It's a one o'clock Eastern kickoff on Fox. Since week nine of the 2022 season, only San Francisco and Kansas City have better records than the Detroit Lions. Hmm. San Francisco, 14 and one. Kansas City is 14 and two. The Lions are 13 and three since that point of week nine last year. Only the 49ers have scored more points than Detroit during that span. And Baltimore, meanwhile, tied with Buffalo for the NFL lead this season with 24 sacks. And the Lions and Ravens, two of the seven NFL teams who have held a lead at some point in each of their first six games this season. I can't wait for this game. It's a, I, I am glad that Baltimore opted not to have the bye week after London for this game, for the very reason of this game right here, which is one of the best of the weekend. Watching the Lions run game, it, taking a hit with David Montgomery out, puts the game on Jared Goff. Raiders uh, hit the road to take on the Chicago Bears. Raiders at 3-3. Three and three. Bears, of course, at 1-5. and five. Uh, Tyson Bajant will be the 25th Bears quarterback to make a start for the Chicago franchise over the last 20 years. Jimmy G is out for this game. Got a back injury. Still undecided on the starting quarterback, but it's trending towards Hoyer. Browns and Colts, Chad. Will we see Deshaun Watson? What's your prediction? Yes, we see Deshaun Watson. I think we game. do as well. Browns, I think he's back. Three and two. Colts at three and three. The Browns defense, just over 1,000 yards allowed this season. That's the lowest mark of yards allowed through five games since 1971. Opponents have had nine red zone trips against the Browns defense. Nine total through those games. It's the fewest in the NFL, of course. And opponents are converting on third down just 23% of the time. Can the Colts run the football on Cleveland's defense? That's really what this comes down to with the dual threat that they have. And if Watson plays, the Browns have a number of paths to victory. And Cleveland's defense, well, they'll have to be the only path to victory if he doesn't. The Buffalo Bills on the road against the New England Patriots, the one in five New England Patriots. The key number here is five. That is the number of 100-yard receiving games this season from Stephon Diggs of the Ooh. Bills. Diggs, he not only leads the NFL in that category, he also enters the week against New England 
He has four consecutive 100-yard performances. That's the longest streak in franchise history for Buffalo. Wow. And uh, Buffalo's had success recently. They've only lost one game to New England since 2020, and that was that win game for uh, New England they took advantage of, the crazy elements. Well, there was like six passes all night in that game. Yeah. I remember. Yep. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think Belichick called a pass until the fourth quarter. Yeah. Right? Or McDaniels. And I feel like it was on a trick play of some sort. The, yeah, the I think one you're right. Pass that I happened. think you're right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Buffalo. Oh, the good old days. Big favorite. The good old days for New England when they could play and win and not ever have to pass. Yeah. The, the great <laughs> days for them. The Giants are at, back at home and they're hosting the. Uh, Washington Commanders. Barkley against Washington. The Giants are 3-0-1 against the Commanders when uh, Saquon Barkley rushes for a touchdown. And meanwhile, you've got Sam Howell, who set, set career highs with a three touchdown passes and a 119 passer rating last week. That's a quarterback that's playing well and up and down play, but more consistent as of late. Giants are 1-5. But here's their gauntlet of losses this season. They're not good. I'm saying the Giants are not good. But I don't know a team that would come out looking good against this. Losses to Dallas, San Francisco, Seattle, Miami, and Buffalo. All in the first six weeks of the season. Falcons and Bucks, a battle within the division of the NFC South. Both teams with three wins. Desmond Ritter has thrown for more than 300 yards now in each of the last two games that he has started. He played well against Houston, but he threw three interceptions against the Commanders last week. And a betting nugget for you. Ritter, 3-0 against the spread. And, uh, and that's with uh, against the, the NFC South. He's 0-7, winless uh, against the spread for betters against all of the other divisions. That's... Uh, Davey Hudson special right there. He's betting Ritter is what he's telling us. Late afternoon games, Chad. Steelers at Rams. The Steelers have won each of their last six games after bye weeks. Mike Tomlin as a head coach since 2007. The Steelers, the best record in the NFL winning games after the bye week. They're 12-4, and 75% of the time coming off that week off. Pittsburgh's winning the game. Los Angeles, they are down to their fourth and fifth running back uh, options in this matchup. And Matthew Stafford, the pass-centric offense, I mean, you got to go even heavier on that given the fact that they can't run the football. They've got practice squad guys that have been elevated now. And Pittsburgh's defense, um, pretty good. Meanwhile, Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth could come back and play for the Steelers' offense this week. Is Puka Nakua healthy? Yes, he's healthy. Then Davey just said, go hard on the Rams. Okay. That's that's the Davey special right there. If Puka Nakua is playing, Rams are winning. The Seahawks hosting the Cardinals. It's a classic bounce-back game, I think, for Seattle here against Arizona uh, for a Seahawks team that did not play well a week ago in Cincinnati. The Cardinals have actually played well through the at least through the first month of the season. They have been decisively slaughtered in each of the last two games that they've faced. Uh, faced opponents, and most recently the Rams. Broncos hosting the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are 2-3, and three, Broncos 1-5. The Broncos are allowing 33 points per game this season. 70-point mark factors in, but 33 points per game this season. 
No bueno. No. Broncos defense had its best showing of the season, though, uh, last week on Thursday Night Football against Kansas City. Uh, the problem is the Broncos offense scored just eight points. Chiefs hosting the Chargers. This should be a really good game. And it's because throughout his career, we've seen Justin Herbert play very well against the Chiefs. And we've seen the Chargers give the best uh, fight against Kansas City in Arrowhead. The Chiefs have traded for uh, McCole Hardeman. Mahomes has had 15 passes dropped so far this season. That's tied for the most for any quarterback in the NFL. And he had 33 drops from receivers last year. Herbert and Mahomes have completed passes to 14 different targets this year. The Chargers, 3-2 and two in KC since 2018. What do you take in this one, Chad? Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. I know the Chargers have been good at Arrowhead, but give me the Chiefs at home. Chargers now 2-3 and three after that loss to Dallas. Sunday night football. The Dolphins and Eagles. A matchup of two 5-1 teams. Philadelphia looking for their sixth straight win at home. That includes the postseason for the Eagles. Meanwhile, Tua Tagovailoa leads the NFL in both passing yards and passer rating. He enters week seven tied for the lead in the NFL for touchdown passes. And now he faces a secondary this week that includes only two NFL players with at least 100 passes defense since 2016. You've got James Bradbury and Darius Slay. Um, and that's a, a great matchup on the outside. Eagles center Jason Kelsey set a franchise record last week, his 145th consecutive start. That uh, broke the record set by John Runyon of 144 from 2000 to 2008. And A.J. Brown, he's the first ever receiver to uh, have four straight games of 125 receiving yards or more. He's been great. And now Miami, they're down up front of their offensive line. If Jalen Carter uh, can get back and be healthy, this could be the difference in the game, especially if Dolphins center Connor Williams misses the game. Monday this, Night Football. This is start. one, by the way, on Sunday Night Football where they got it right for this matchup. Yeah, I mean. In prime time, Dolphins, Eagles. You would think Chargers. Terrific. Cowboys would get it right in the preseason yeah. with just expectation. Uh, you would think Monday Night's matchup the same. 49ers, they're 5-1. and one. The Vikings have not lived up to expectation. They're 2-4. and four. They're hosting San Francisco here. It's a meeting of tight end you from Iowa. TJ Hawkinson, he ranks tied for first among tight ends this season with 36 receptions. And on the opposite side, Kittle. He has at least two touchdown catches in three of his past four primetime games. The Vikings have had no rushing touchdowns this year, entering week seven. Of course, they made the decision to get rid of Dalvin Cook. And Kirk Cousins, he's 2-10 on Monday Night Football for his career. That's the worst mark of any quarterback on Monday Night Football. Chad, that is one big thing on every NFL game for week seven. One of my favorite segments of the week, always delivers, deliver it again. Lions, Ravens, Dolphins, Eagles. Yes. Outstanding. Can't wait for those two. Uh, Bills, Patriots, that didn't make your list? No. Uh, you can cross any game that... Browns, the, Colts. The, any game the New England Patriots are participating in is crossed off my list. Commanders, Giants. Commanders, Giants didn't make it. Raiders, Bears. Yep. <laughs> my, my fantasy football team is struggling this week with all the bye weeks. So they were one and five going into this week. So don't well, think it's going to be much better. But there's always a rebound time. Yep. You can always get back. Um, getting back to the uh, the quarterback injuries, it it 
didn't bite the NFL or NFL franchises the way we may have thought on Monday. Justin Fields is, of course, out with the, the thumb injury but, and the wrist. But other than that, um, and you've got... Uh, we get to see one of them tonight with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, he's giving playing. Giving it a go. Yeah. And uh, you've got the other guys who are still battling through injuries. And, you know, we'll find out about uh, Ryan Tannehill. Titans are on the bye, so I, I don't think he plays in week eight, personally. Same, same is, ankle issue. It and is if time. We don't, if he doesn't play, they may go to Will Levis. It is time for Will Levis to at least get in the rotation for the Titans to start to find out what they have. But it's also a bad situation because the Titans' offensive line is not good. That's right. And that's a rough spot for, to throw Will Levis into. But you got to find out sooner rather than later. Chad, on uh, just a, a, your guess here, which quarterback is more consistent on Sunday, Baker Mayfield or Desmond Ritter? Baker Mayfield. Close, uh, close, but Bucks Baker haven't Mayfield. played well at home in Raymond James. Ritter's got to pick it up. Well, really, at all. Ritter's got to pick it up he for must. the Falcons. He must. The Gun Show. Mike Gunzelman in studio with us here at Sixth and Peabody. Next on Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow across the Outkick Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Eha Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us for Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow across the Outkick Network. A part of Outkick, Outkick.com's Mike Gunzelman in studio with us. Gun Show is here. Chad, I take back what I said earlier in the show. There actually is a man who could drink two gallons of vodka a day. <laughs> yeah, he's it's, here. It's, it's our Tommy Lee. Here he is. Oh, yeah. That's what, we, that's what we call it. It's Outkicks Tommy hair. Lee is, is guns. No, What's up, guns? How are you, man? I'm doing great. You know what, though? I don't have a tattoo, but that intro that you just gave me, I feel like I... Uh, I feel like I might need to get a tattoo. Can we do something in the near future where the fans vote on a tattoo I should get? Uh, I would love that. <laughs> How I do mean, we do yeah, this? So oh, I, I think can we can we make, make that happen How right we, away. Are can, you, can, uh, are you coming up with I the options? Pick? I don't know. How, how do we do this? Though, first of all, do either of you have tattoos? No. Chad, no. I feel like you've lost a bet throughout your life and you had to get a tattoo. No, I, I have a fork burn on my arm. I branded myself. Okay. I'm serious. Uh, that, that's, that's a real thing, but I, I have no tattoos. All right. I didn't mean for it to be a brand. I did it as a stupid high school thing. Right. The fork yeah. burn. Because all my buddies who did it, it was, it was healing, and it didn't brand up, but mine uh, branded up. So like a Yellowstone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm subservient to Kevin Costner also on his ranch. That, I, that's what's going on. I'm willing to, uh, I'm willing to get a tattoo. Uh, for the uh, for the hot mic audience and the outkick audience out there. Well, we can make that happen. How many tattoos do you have now? I have none. 
I have oh, no wow. idea what I'm in for. And your pro- first one is just uh, going to be. How, I love how I just assumed a guy that's this into emo had tattoos. Yeah. Well, how I, many do you have exactly? Yeah. Oh, I have none. Oh, yeah. really? You're calling Tommy so I'm like, I feel like, you know, I got the hair. I feel like I should get a tat. My problem is anytime that I would get a tattoo, I've been heavily drinking. And then that's not when you're allowed to get a tattoo because of the blood. Like it thins out. They say you can't get it there. But uh, I think we should do that. You know, I feel like that would brand myself onto the Outkick, uh, the Outkick movement, if you would. Uh, I would need to be drinking heavily and, <laughs> to get a tattoo. So I'd have to waive that precautionary measure yeah. uh, with the, all the blood being thin and all that good stuff. Um, you've got a big weekend ahead. Yeah. You're going to be a part of a really cool event in Vegas you were telling us about. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, DJing and doing some stuff over at the, uh, the When We Were Young Festival in Las Vegas. It's like 200,000 people. Uh, it's called, it's essentially the Emo Coachella, fellas. Uh, it's your Blink-182, your Green Day, your Good Charlotte, Sum 41, Yellow Card, New Found Glory, All Time Low, Five Seconds of Summer. Michelle Branch is going to be there. Less than Five Jake. Seconds of Summer. <laughs> like, Michelle Branch. Of, my girl, I love Michelle Branch. That's my homegirl. She's awesome. Good people right there. She's my buddy. Awesome. Uh, no, I just yeah. haven't heard her name in a while. I mean, she, it, uh, just like a lot of these bands. Yeah. So it's going to be a simple plan, like all these bands. <laughs> <laughs> all these people Amazing. that, it's the reason I wear skinny jeans normally and like, you know, have emo hair. You know, American Hi-Fi. Yeah, uh, yeah, like all <laughs> Bowling for Soup, 1985. <laughs> you know that jam? Yes. All those plain white tees. Hey there, oh. Delilah. Like all those bands are going to be there. I'm doing like a kickoff thing, and then also uh, uh, DJing some after parties. So uh, that's awesome. And Creed will not be there, right? Unfortunately, uh, Creed is uh, not allowed anywhere these days, especially the Texas Rangers ballpark after last night. So for those that haven't been paying attention. The Rangers uh, have fallen in love with Creed, all right? They claim that they've been able to turn around the second half of the season and go all the way to the ALCS, which they currently are right now, because of the power of Creed. All right, Christian Rock Band, we all know about them. But, uh, they, you know, it was always a thing. It started as a joke, but then when they started winning, they're like, you know, it keeps them loose in the locker room. Like, yeah, like, oh, Creed, all oh, with arms wide open and higher. So then the fans got on board. And for their 7-0 throughout the playoffs at home since they've been blasting Creed. It's the sing-along. It's the Sweet Caroline sing-along. You know what I mean? So last night, they invite Creed, obviously, to the ballpark to, uh, to jump on board with this. And they lost. <laughs> of course they did. Oh, so yes. the one time Creed goes to the ballpark, they ended up losing. So now the Rangers fans are worried that it's a jinx now. And they don't want, any, they don't want Scott anywhere near them. They're like, you can't come back. We're over Creed. Like, what's the opposite of Creed? Probably like Ozzy? <laughs> yeah, Marilyn was, Manson. Yeah, Marilyn Manson. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that, that's well. Uh, so, having seen Marilyn Manson in concert, that yeah. is definitely the anti-Christian rock band. The anti-Creed. Would be Marilyn so Manson. you mentioned the Christian rock band. Uh, are we sure Creed is a Christian rock band? You know, I have no idea, but I was told that. So, yeah, yeah, it's like uh, they. I think are they the were... killers. The killers are, are. Some claim that the killers are a Christian band. I've never heard that. I've never heard that once. Of... <laughs> I've never heard that. Uh, I, look it up. I, I would it, assume that I mean, Creed. The, right? To me, like Christian rock band of, of like the late '90s, I think of DC Talk or Jars of Clay. I don't think Jars of, of Clay, yeah. You know, Creed. I, I I think Creed was a Christian rock band that went that crossed over mainstream, and they weren't. Right, like, I think I think they were okay. at the start, and then they went more pop rock, so and went bigger that way. Pod is Pod a, a, a Christian rock band? They were back. That's actually a good example. I guess they were back in the but day. That's right? what that's what everyone said. But there's no like I don't understand it. I think it's different from like like Christian, South Town is a, a Christian, Christian song? rock yeah, band versus yeah. Christians in the band. Like uh, huh. the Killers, maybe. I feel like the no, Killers that, are 
I'm telling you that the interesting. It is considered by many that the, a lot of their lyrics are are oh heavily influenced heavily influenced. By, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I I I I the arms wide open. I remember the symbology of like Jesus yeah. within and stuff and the cross. Sure, and, you know, I, I can, yeah. 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 Uh, but uh, like to but me, if you're a yeah. Christian band, like a, a Michael W. Smith, there was no oh, there was no uh, you know you just knew you know. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I just uh, searched killers. The Killers Christian Band, and there is a very long Reddit post. <laughs> yeah, that just says needs help need help solving a debate. <laughs> there you go. But the band could end it. They could end the debate. Yeah. Well, then there's a, from a I don't know Scott Stapp comes out into the debate. AmericaMagazine.org has a story that says from Mr. Brightside to Pressure Machine, the Killers are still singing about God. Yeah. About that, but it's also one thing to sing about God, but it's a different thing to promote God. You know what I mean? Like there's a difference. Yeah. A lot of songs have the mention of God in there. Like That's true. Uh, yeah, you know. But I just feel I just like don't Creed, think that yeah. when your famous lyric is "She takes off her dress now." I don't consider that to right. be a Christian rock band. Yeah. Then that's the Killers. Right. In that song, so I I don't I don't know. I'll have to read more about this. Either but way, Creed, it takes Creed, off Creed. takes off the dress for someone else, not that person mm. in the song, right? Well, here you go. This is lending a helping hand. I mean, we're just discovering all sorts of crazy stuff here. So Brandon Flowers, the Killers, yes, yeah. uh, did an interview with Rolling Stone. He's a Mormon. The Killers, Brandon Flowers, yeah. go deep on his love for U2, his Mormon faith, and how Mike Tyson inspired a song on the oh, band's geez. new LP. The more you this know. is from 2017. How about that? But he talked about his Mormonism. Where are you on the Killers? I guys? love the Killers. Me too. I think uh, Mr. Brightside is, this, uh, is my generation's Don't Stop Believing. When we were young was another. When we were young, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. the kill. That, that's yeah. probably of the bands I've I have not soul, seen live. But I'm not yes. a soldier. I want to see that band live. That's one I've yeah. I've not seen yet. Epic yeah. live. Well, great. Where do you stand on puke tax <laughs> at, oh. at a bar or or restaurant? I, I thought this should just be like common a common thing good. now. Yeah. Like if you mess up a bathroom to this extent, right? So I so I did this article. It's on Outkick.com. You can check it out. It's uh, uh, more and more restaurants and bars, especially in California, are now uh, charging a fifty dollar puke tax uh, because people are getting absolutely decimated, demolished, hammered, blacked out during brunch and bottomless mimosa specifically. <laughs> so now they're saying that they, you know, you, you can't argue with us. Like, you know what I mean? Like, be like, dude, like we're going to have to charge you threw up all over the place. It's like, what do you mean? I'm not, you don't have to charge. Now it's now more and more restaurants are saying, listen, you throw up $50 added to it. And they say it's been working. And the fact that people are still getting hammered, but they're adding $50 to their tab automatically. <laughs> listen, you talk about as I get older in my life, and I'm down here in Nashville, the heartburn and the acid reflux has gone through the roof. <laughs> but the bottomless mimosas, just the, just the heartburn alone, you have to be out of your mind to get blacked out that you're throwing up mimosas on oh, a weekend. It, it, and it happens so a, often at this one restaurant uh, that they're multiple. seeing a, they notice, yeah. a noticeable difference. Yeah. This, you know what this is? This is just like an Uber. If you throw up in the Uber, they're right. going to charge you for the cleanup fee. Yeah. yeah. But no, you know, but How do they catch you? No one thinks... With the restaurant, maybe maybe no more bottomless mimosas. <laughs> they oh, go, no, no, yeah. We're people are drinking so many of these mimosas, they're puking. It's become such a problem that we have to have an official policy, policy. on people <laughs> well, I mean, throwing up. But not once did anyone think, well, we can't do away with bottomless mimosas at brunch. It's bringing way too many people in for brunch, right? But I'm thinking of like just the public restroom with the stalls. How do they know who did what? Unless it, is this a Bucky's where it's going to be cleaned after every use? I, maybe there's an attendant. 
Yeah, that's if they even make it. I mean, how many? I, you know, dudes I, in there with yeah. cologne and uh, breath mints <laughs> and mouthwash, if you're and on he's the, also checking the stalls after each use. I think if somebody <laughs> just projectile, projectile vomited uh, mimosas all over the place, yeah. I think you'd be able to tell which one did it. Well, <laughs> imagine getting the assignment at the restaurant where you're the one that has to go hall monitor the bathroom yeah. to see who does it. Just like pull all hey, over your face. On, yeah, yeah, you're on puke patrol today. Go in the. You got the men's bathroom. Go in there and see if anyone goes there and throws up. Does it count if you do it right outside on a public uh, sidewalk, side, right outside oh the door God. of the establishment? Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> Everyone rushing for the door. What you if know? someone uh, got mad, they got taxed, they're like, I'm going to get my money's worth, and they just throw up on the front glass of the of the <laughs> restaurant on their way out? If you're that bad, though, you're not even going to remember oh, that That's the thing, it's like, sure, whatever. No, they puke like, and rally, they just chug <laughs> another mimosa, and then spit it right back up. <laughs> Hydration. That brings me to this. Uh, That's fifty dollars worth, right imagine there. Imagine Tommy Lee doing that. <laughs> I can't Probably do. Has. Uh, I had such a bad. You know, like growing up, like I assume same with you guys. It's once you have a bad experience with alcohol, you're like, I can't have that again. Yes. Mine was wild turkey. I had horrible experiences with wild turkey. Soco. I used to drink punch, Soco. Punch over here. I used to drink Soco straight. If I smell it now, I get uh, uh, Soco is mine. Yeah. So what's your what's your like? Ugh. Hunch punch. Hunch punch. What's a hunch punch? It's like. So, it's ever like clear. ever clear, and it's it's pure grain alcohol. That's what it is, <laughs> mixed in fruit punch. Yeah, but it's a mixture of multiple alcohols. Mm. That that did it. Yeah, seems like it. Yeah. Could get yeah. you can see the hunch punch. A tipsy bartender on social. Uh, he did a did one. I, I was like, it looks really good. There's no way I would even do it again. Oof, just Went to Knoxville one time, and I that's that was the trip, Chad, where I I realized had I gone to the University of Tennessee, I would have been. Back home in three semesters. I had a buddy Maximum. who every time he visited me in Knoxville, I mean, just we have the most horrific stories about him. Like, I mean, one time, I think he drank himself back three years to when I was in a freshman oh. dorm, and he got lost from us and went back to the dorm that I was in. One time, he, like, stumbled into another floor of a, a building we were in uh, and got in someone else's bed. Uh, it was so messed up. I mean, just <laughs> wow. I don't want to say the guy's name, but I mean, just horrendous stories that are to this day laugh out loud, hilarious to retell. But every time, like you, you just can't come back here. I mean, this this city is just not the place for you. That guy definitely woke up with a tattoo on him. Yeah, <laughs> that yes. guy definitely has tattoos. <laughs> uh, guns, uh, Sting is having a, a final match coming yes. up. With so, AEW? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big wrestling fan. You know, I grew up a uh, big wrestling fan. Chad you know, and I still watch a lot of the promos from the, from the 90s and early 2000s. It's fun. You know, you can learn a lot. Ric Flair, yeah. Dusty Rhodes. I mean, those are kings of the microphone from a broadcast standpoint. The improv they do is second to none. So Sting is an iconic wrestler. He's 63 years old. Announced last night he came out of nowhere. AEW He's going to do one more match, right? Came out of nowhere. Everyone thought he had retired because he had neck injuries, all this stuff. And he did retire. Came back. Was like, boom, going to do one more match. So I did the article this morning uh, for OutKick, and then I was just like, I took a spin on it. And I was just like, what is one wrestler? Who is one wrestler or maybe one athlete? That you wish you were able to have seen in their glory days. I'll, I'll go Start with the wrestler. Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andre the Giant. Yes, would be yep. one. Watching the documentary that was on HBO about his life, uh, fascinating character. But just, I mean, he was like one of the the wonders of the world. Yeah, yeah. right with his size Eighth and wonder, yeah. to yeah. see him up close. Uh, being in the building where he was performing would have been really cool. Are yeah. we going with live seeing them live? Yeah, so I, 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 I want to say live. That changes yeah. my answer. Because the thing with wrestling, it's fun. 
Whoops. Uh, the thing that's I just sunk. Oh, you just sunk <laughs> on the chair. The thing with wrestling is there's so many characters and personalities. So like I've been able to see the Undertaker live, okay, and that was I wild. But like somebody like a Yokozuna who was yeah. that giant guy, like just to see him live was probably nuts. You know, like Ultimate I, Warrior would have been cool. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, I, the, the ones that come to mind for me, guys, is like The Rock, Stone Cold. Yeah. Like in their in their prime. Do you, you never got to see them live? live? No, not not live and in person. I, I saw when I was in I high school. I would love to be in like saw, in the building. Yeah. I saw The Rock and Stone Cold live. Oh, and awesome. the Undertaker on a Monday Night Raw, and that that was my heyday <laughs> yeah. for wrestling. But I remember the show started with the uh, "Do you smell?" Like that's how they started <laughs> and Nashville, and he comes marching out, and I <laughs> I still remember the excitement because they have See? a big countdown to the television broadcast. And then it's like just a you know little bit of silence. Then they the just rock hit says, the music. No, you're damn roll. Wow. Then he's walking out, and it's uh, it's unreal it's to come eruption. back to Nashville. Whew. Sorry, so all right, I, I'm, I'm fired up. Those. Yeah. That's that's why I'm going just live. But like just to be able to watch, it would be you know uh, certainly uh, I, I love the Andre the Giant yeah. uh, example. But um, you know just going back and watching Hogan and Macho Man. Would have been right, great. The glory days. But you yeah, can you, yeah. you can watch that now on their network, right? Yeah, I think. yeah. They, you can watch them even on YouTube and stuff like that. But just to be able to see, yeah. like, I mean, USA, the Real American song, "I'm a Real American" by Hulk Hogan. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, people were losing their mind. I was too young. I didn't know what the heck was going on. But like, that would have been sick, especially me drunk with my buddies running around screaming about Hulk. Guns, wild, yeah. Do we know how much Phillies fans are buying up tickets uh, as far as price go- goes, just to keep? Butts out of seats in Arizona. Philly going to Philly. So funny. It's happening right now. If you look in the stands, uh, they're very empty because uh, Philly fans decided to go viral by buying up a lot of the tickets for today's thing. Purposely, not even to go to the game because they're in Philly. They're not going. They're not in Arizona, but they don't want the Diamondbacks to have home field advantage today. Amazing. So it is the team of destiny. You're the man, guys. We preview Thursday Night Football next right here on Hot Mike. Thanks to our guests on the show today, Armando Salguero, Trey Wallace, and Mike Gunzelman, all from OutKick. Same here with Hot Mike and Hutton Withrow. Uh, I got a big uh, softball game to get to right after the show, Hutton. Uh, Are you mentally everyone prepared? Everyone in the studio, wish, wish me luck. I'm prepared for battle I, tonight. I, have, I told you prior to the season, you don't need luck. This is the... You are the Phillies this year. We are. We are. Destiny. We are now. Except uh, you're the Braves or the Dodgers, and you're actually hit, hitting the playoffs and winning. We're 13 and 0, so you know, knock on wood. But we're in the semifinals tonight, uh, trying to keep the uh, the magical unbeaten season alive and not not go down in the single elimination tournament. Win tonight, Hutton. This is odd in our league, but it's single elimination until you get to the championship game, and then it's best two out of three. So when wow. tonight we we play game one next Tuesday, game two on Thursday, and, and a possible then game three, possible game three after that game on Thursday, a doubleheader. Here's if what you I need know. the game three. It's right after on Thursday. Chad coaches a team that you would not bet against with points bet or at outkick.com/bet. If you haven't taken your shot with points bet, now is the perfect moment. Big reason why, exclusively for first-time points bet users, grab this offer right now. New points bet users can get up to thousand dollars in second chance bets. If your first bet doesn't go as planned, PointsBet has your back with a second chance. You get this offer by visiting outkick.com slash bet. That's where you complete the registration process with PointsBet. You make your first bet. If your first bet happens to lose, 
That's when the second chance bets come into play. Remember, terms and conditions apply. you got to be 21 or older in legal gambling states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Head over to outkick.com slash bet right now to snag this offer. Thursday night football tonight. Jaguars on the road against the New Orleans Saints. Right now, it is New Orleans minus two. The current line at points bet and outkick.com slash bet. Trevor Lawrence is playing. Yeah, I'd like to know more about his total health in this game before betting it is the one problem. It was at two and a half. I think Jacksonville's better. I do too. I would bet Jacksonville on the money line as a two-point underdog, but I I also, we don't fully know, you know, how how close to 100% Trevor Lawrence is going to be in the game. Uh, The Jaguars' pass defense has struggled against every wide receiving core so far this season. That doesn't mean that their defense hasn't held up, but New Orleans is going to throw the ball around as part of their game there, even to out of the backfield with uh, Kamara. So, I I mean, I would take Jacksonville, but I would play the under in this too. Thursday night, the games are going to be low scoring. That's what we've seen. Not much offense there. Not much great quarterback play there. We talked, we, uh, spoke uh, last week uh, about that in fantasy football. So yeah, I, I'm leaning Jags money line uh, winning outright tonight would be my play, but tough to do knowing the injury Trevor Lawrence just suffered and that he's got Jacksonville to it 11 and six over the last 17 regular season games and nine of their last 11 regular season games. It is time for NFL Eliminator. It is. Davey and I going head to head, and Davey, uh, you lost last week, so you and I. I did the, in a double elimination series. It could go down to this week. We could have a winner next down week. Down to the final game, yeah. I had the Eagles. Uh, the Jets managed to have that great comeback. I will be honest. Uh, Brees Hall scoring that touchdown honestly didn't hurt me because it allowed me to get my first fantasy win nice. of the season. I got my first fantasy win in hockey before I got my first fantasy oh. win in football this year. So, <laughs> so you're you're one in five, just like me. In yes. fantasy football is what I'm hearing. Yes, tough and go for us. So it's far. it's all right, man. I got uh, I got Cooper Cup finally healthy, and so that's, you're mentioning Puka, Chad. It's like I, I I like Puka, but like I mean, it's all Cup train now. So we'll see what happens. I uh, I guess I'll use that as a tease for my NFL money maker lock but to get things going on nfl eliminator this team i'm going with this week and again we got to be careful one more and we're done I know. i'm taking the green bay packers they're going on the road to denver they are fairly healthy all things considered when you look at this the rest of the league coming off that bye week aaron jones should finally return everybody's been able to run against denver i don't anticipate that stopping now and uh, I think Jordan Love, after having his worst performance of his career in the NFL, he'll have a bounce-back game against a really bad Denver defense. It's only a one-point line for the Packers, but I anticipate them taking care of business in Denver. I, uh, last week, ran with Miami. Uh, San Francisco helped me out earlier. My one loss here is with Houston against Atlanta in a game that if they just get one last stop prior to a field goal, they win. Nonetheless, the one loss, I'm not dipping into you know some of the other, maybe a struggling team with a good matchup or uh, a young team that's an up-and-coming riser across the league. No, no. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, on the road against New England, Josh Allen and the Bills offense 
They have scored more than 30 points in three of their last four matchups against the New England Patriots. New England, back against the wall, one win, coming off of another bad loss to the Raiders where they had the lead and then lost it and dropped it, really, uh, with Devontae Parker and the pass going through his hands to set up what could be a, a, a big field goal late. Uh, they were about 15 yards outside of field goal range at that point if he makes the catch. He didn't. And New England loses again. Buffalo's not losing this game. They're coming off of a sloppy performance against the Giants. They're on the road, yes. Elements can play a factor, sure. But Buffalo is way better in the talent department. And Diggs has been dominant. He'll be dominant again on Sunday. Uh, I like that pick. That's probably not good news for you, Hutton, if I like it. Well, Since I'm the only one eliminated from this competition so far. I think the Bills are favored by eight and a half, nine and a half. And I do you think I, we, the minute the line came out, I took it. Do you think we get to see Malik Cunningham? Maybe, but I don't think um, I mean, he's not going to fix their problems, but it... it the, but the thing about Malik Cunningham, they, he, when he was originally with New England, they worked him at receiver. And then they worked him back at quarterback towards the end of uh, training camp. Like, I, I think they want to use him in multiple ways, not just at the QB position. No, I, I get that. I'm just looking at it from the perspective of, I've watched all 32 teams this year, and I think mm -hmm. I can say fairly certain that the most boring team to watch in the league is the New England Patriots. Really? The, other than I'm trying, trying to think of the other, other boring teams. Well, the Arizona hasn't been boring. Um, they've been in tight games. Giants. I mean, they're, like, they're, they've been in games where other the other team scoring points. They at least had Titans are pretty boring. That that's yes, a good one. Yes, it's hard to watch them sober. Um, <laughs> Just go get bottomless mimosas because that's yeah, what you need to do. That's yeah. a good time to do that Sunday brunch. Um, so you're taking Green Bay. Why do you like Green Bay on the road against Denver? It's not so much me liking Green Bay. It's just me not liking Denver. I Fair. know they, they have a – they're not having a rest advantage with Denver having that bye – or, sorry, Green Bay having the bye, but they did last play on Thursday night. They just I, – I like I, this pick, by the way. I told you that yeah, when you made it. I, I mean, the only thing I'm worried about is just the elevation. That might – teams typically are playing a little bit sloppier whenever they go out there uh, to Denver. But I, I just – after watching that bad performance for Jordan Love uh, against the – Raiders two weeks ago. I just think giving this team a little bit of time to rest, recover, have all their weapons, they should be prepared going into this. And their defense has been good for the majority yeah. of the season. So I just don't anticipate them having two bad offensive performances back to back. And adding an Aaron Jones, I think, will help go against the best, or the, sorry, uh, will help their run game against the worst run defense in the NFL, statistically speaking. May I present to you guys a fair foul? Sure. To close out yeah. the show. We're done with Eliminator, right? You yeah. You guys pick. We're good? Yep. Okay, good. I no longer care about the segment because I'm eliminated. <laughs> yeah, it's so been done I'm for just, a while. <laughs> I'm just sitting here doodling on my pad while you guys talk about NFL football. Um, softball dilemma from the other day. Hutton, you know about this one. Fair or foul? Uh, right. Playing a team that did not have the nine players necessary to play the game. So by rule... With eight players, the last batter is an out. After you get automatic past eight, out, before right? you get to the top, it's Which an automatic normal. out. I think everyone that has kids or has played Little League, Babe Ruth, high school, whatever, yeah, it's typical you take the out. You, it, it's an automatic out, and you know it. I need to give you full context. It's on like this. the victory before, formation sign. Before you weigh in, i got to give you full knows. context, and the uh, discussion, we'll call it, I had with their third base coach, the dad on this team. Discussion, you'll call it. I so... We played them earlier in the year, and they had eight players. And it was a regular season game. 
And I allowed them to not have to take the out. I said, don't worry about it. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll play on and let you bat, you know, whatever. Well, in this game, I think one of their younger players was out that would have likely been batting towards the bottom of the lineup. Okay, that's what the player who was not there that would have been batting close to last. So not good. So it's actually setting them up for a big advantage if I don't take the automatic out because an eight-person lineup gets you right back to the top where everybody hits a lot quicker, right? So that's a, a good advantage to them. It's a single elimination playoff game. My team is undefeated. This is our first tournament game. They played the night before and won 15 to 14. So we come to the coaches meeting with the umpire and I, I say, yeah, we're going to have to take that out. And the head coach, to his credit, goes, I get it. It's the playoffs. You know, it's a tournament. Yeah, we'll, we'll, take, the, we'll take the automatic out. So I get back over to my dugout. Third base coach, another dad, is standing there. And once they get to the ninth batter, the umpire has to say, okay, that's two outs in the inning. And he goes, well, that's real classy. And I said, "Wow, you don't have enough players. I said, that, that's the rule. I said, it's the tournament. And he's like, whatever. And I said, I let you guys get away with it in regular season. Your coach actually thanked me for that, and he's fine with it, your head coach. He goes, okay. And I said, you, you still don't like it, do you? No. Okay. And just went about my business and didn't speak to him the rest of the time. Um, I feel like had I not enforced the rule, it would have been a disservice to my players and my parents having done that in yeah. a tournament game. And if they start going on it, and they hit the ball well, in this game, but if it's a close it's game a and we lose and we're out because I didn't do it, then I made the mistake in that, that situation. How do you guys rule? This is totally I, fair. I wouldn't have... And very, very cool to not take the out in the regular season. I don't think I'd have many people backing me up, but what I would have done is see if you could have their worst hitter actually have to go up twice. I get it, you're humiliating the kid in that situation, but I kind of view. <laughs> so you're it. saying the person that gets out last has to bat no. again? No, or just no, like someone whoever, who strikes out. It's like, it's, hey, I want to run that back. Let's, I can just pick anyone. I'm like, let's see her back out. And you it's go back it's back like one. whenever you have a a person get injured when the team is shooting free throws, the other coach gets to pick who shoots the free throw. Can you for imagine that team. Chad having to pick that batter? Oh putting the spotlight. It would, be, I mean, it would be, be Chad's fault, too. That would just be horrific yeah. to do that. What Chad's saying is the I, regular I do, season, I, I, if that were the rule, he would pick the best batter to hit twice. Well, I'm laughing at the concept of, like, I can just pick it at any time, <laughs> once in the batting lineup, no, and two, I just, I see a girl struggle. There are two outs. And she's having to, like, walk back with her head down to the dugout. No, no, no. And I'm like, no, come back out you, here. You're, you're batting again. <laughs> That's only the second out of the inning. I want to see that again. <laughs> come back up. Let's try it again. Teach I mean, young. Imagine me coming out of the dugout to do that would be uh, insane. Well, I'm glad you guys agree. Here's totally the other thing, too. There's a, a, who's this guy there's like? a protocol in our league. I, I didn't get into it with this guy because I didn't want to sit there and debate him the whole time while I'm coaching my team. But there's a protocol in place where you can go to T-ball and bring up a girl. So everyone can do that. We had the little sister of one of our players there that could have played for them. They've done that before. And she actually got a hit in the game for the other team that we were playing. So you can fill out your roster. You just have to call up they people from the league with before. You. So they had, had, like, I had they done were down it to seven? They had never done it. They okay. never put forth the effort to do it, the other team. Yeah. So, again, I've got no, no that, sympathy on that one. Head coach was fine with it. You're always going to have – an assistant or a parent or somebody complained. So I, I think it was handled the right way. Well, depending on how tonight goes, uh, things may not be handled the right way by me. So I'll, I'll be sure to recap that with you guys and have you I'll judge you that one. You don't have to play if, a 16 uh, parlay, Chad. If I'll that you happens. Out. Based on what happened on Saturday in this game, um, I'm going into it with clear mind, full heart, trying not to have sensitive ears from some people in the crowd, and then we're going to go about our business that way. So Do kids you, have walk-up songs? 
They do in travel ball. My my wow. travel ball team has walk up music. Uh, my daughter goes with uh, Timmy Trumpet, uh, Narco, the song that the Mets closer mm-hmm. Edwin Diaz came out to. Uh, but yeah, everybody has it for that. I, I don't think there's a team in our rec, rec league that does it that does walk up music. Not in ours. What if this team that you're playing tonight was the only team that they had a, you know, they have a stereo or a, a sound Bluetooth. system? Yeah, they they bring it and they play the walk up music for each one of their kids. They're playing I, music to taunt me. And too, then, well, yeah, and then they they pipe in crowd noise during uh, when your team's at bat. That'd be pretty. <laughs> it's it's been I, rare. I'd kind of I've seen laugh it. at that. Colorado, they the refs had to give the the Colorado uh, announcer or the. Whoever was in charge of the music, uh, a warning that they were going to get an unsportsmanlike comment. Too loud. Out. They kept playing whenever the offense was in formation. Oh, yeah. Of course they did. They still lost the game. So. Coach Prime. We're back at it tomorrow to preview the college football and NFL weekend. Enjoy Thursday night football tonight. Join us tomorrow, three to six Eastern, for Hot Mike with Hudson Withrow across the Outkick Network.